Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Joe and Angel. Welcome to another Mailbag Monday where Angel and I take time and answer questions that you send in. We've got a boatload to answer, so let's just get started, Angel. All right, Joe and Angel, quick question for you today. My daughter will be getting married this fall, and we are already looking into what it's going to cost us. Mm. It's adding too quickly. Do you have any advice for couples getting married about how much we should spend? I think the wedding day is great, but it's only one day. Going into debt for one day seems silly to me. Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, my, when I was a single mother. Yes. And I had a, 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 got a bonus or something. I don't know. I had a thousand dollars. That's all I had for my daughter's wedding. And, um, but what I did was I worked all summer, every Saturday. I had a full-time job, but I worked on Saturdays, 12 hours every Saturday, all summer and at a bakery. And so then she covered the cost of the cake. She made the cake and a bunch of, a bunch of, like different dessert. she had a brunch wedding and yeah. so it was a lot of brunch like croissants and muffins and stuff like that which would have been a very uh big expense you know had i not done that and it just absolutely we hadn't planned that uh the i was working there for another reason altogether but um anyway it just worked out that way so uh it can be done on a limited budget but personally, uh, I think if I had to do it again, yes, I would elope because a you cannot make everybody happy at a wedding. No, you're going to make half of them mad. <laughs> and uh, uh, very few people. I don't know that I've ever met anybody actually that said, man, I'm so glad I spent all that money at that wedding. Never heard it. And I certainly never looked at my pictures again because I hated it. Hated the way. Goes downhill from the day you got married. Goes yeah. downhill from there. <laughs> but to, to some young women, particularly, they, they have dreamed their whole lives about yep. it. And so, but I don't think it is worth going into debt. <clears throat> um, so whatever you can afford is what I'd say is what your budget should be, what you're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, you're just going to have to set some perimeters. Um, and, well, for my son, when he got married, they, of course, they never asked for any help or anything, but they paid for the whole thing themselves. And his wife was an event planner. And very good. She was very creative, and she said, I want to do something different. And so she did what none of us had ever heard of before. <laughs> I've never heard of it since, but <clears throat> very clever. She did a picnic wedding. And so she had laid out different quilts on each side, her family side, my family side, and put a picnic basket on each one. And in each picnic basket was bottled water, popcorn, and some candy, I think. And then uh, on each pick, on each uh, blanket. blanket was a frame. <clears throat> And she had put in who was supposed to sit on that particular blanket and everything. 
the funny part was we all could get down on the blankets, but some of us had a hard time getting up. <laughs> uh, the, but, the age of the visitors. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, but it was really cute. And I, something I'll never forget. It was very special. And it was small, intimate, very special. And uh, then they, they uh, <clears throat> went on their honeymoon that night. And then they w- did have a very nice honeymoon. They went somewhere in South America, but... Uh, Paid for all of that too, but they had more money for that honeymoon <laughs> when they didn't blow everything on the on the wedding. So, um, whatever you have set aside, you just purpose in your heart. That's all you're going to do, because people will push you to do more. My daughter, the most important part to her was pictures. She had a friend that was a photographer. He lives in New York. He's a professional photographer. And he's very very expensive, and he gave her. I think a deal, $500, which was a big chunk of her budget, but that was important to her. So it's whatever is important to you. On the other side of the scale, I had five daughters and one son. So uh, my wife told me my first (laughs) daughter got married. She said, now, Joe, Sarah's getting married in a year. And I said, we've got the budget and said, the wedding's going to cost $12,000. And you've got a year to get that money. And uh, I thought, what? I, I could buy a pickup truck for twelve. So no, Joe, it's going to be a very big wedding. So we had a uh, very big wedding. We had uh, twelve tuxedo waiters. We had a three-piece orchestra that played. We had a professional sit-down meal for everybody that came, and we spent the twelve thousand. Then I spent five thousand on a photographer, and so I got seventeen thousand dollars. And that's just one. And I've got five more weddings to go. And I thought, oh my goodness. And so <clears throat> for the other side, uh, it, it was absolutely worthless. It was just because some ladies just build it up much bigger than it is. Because once that day's gone, it's the day after the wedding and the week after the wedding, the month after the wedding. And Angel and I have joked about it. Nobody ever looks at the photographs because, you know, it goes down the hill from the day of your wedding. And so what you want to do is make, make a memory. You're trying to make a memory. You don't need money to make a memory. What Angel did was just priceless, just great memory-making events. And so uh, you need to just kind of sit down because whoever your daughter knows, you know, I don't know, her friends, what kind of wedding they had. You got to just try to get creative and get some great ideas like you're not downsizing or downplaying, but you're trying to make something unique. Hey, let's do something unique, something different, mm-hmm. something that makes a memory. And you got to try to build it up because if they think you're cutting corners, they've made famous comedian, uh, comedy movies about this thing. Two great ones about daughter getting married and spending half a fortune and, you know, $200,000. And, uh, and we know personally a couple that spent $200,000 on a wedding, three day wedding. And, uh, it was insane. It didn't make the marriage any better, any worse. It's just flushed a lot of money down the commode. And so. You're trying to stay sane. It's like, look, guys, I'm so glad you're getting married. It's a wonderful thing. But let's not put money in the wrong place. We've got a lot of much better places we can put this money, and you can put your own money. So try to get some creative ideas to offer to them and give some suggestions. And then the finally, the bottom line is going to be, well, honey, we have a limited budget. And I hate the word limited, but we do. I just use the word but. We've got a budget, and that's all we've got. So let's make it fit within the frame here. You know, I remember we, used, we, used, we go to this great gift shop, big gift shop here in our town, and they got frames for pictures. 
And so we've always got this photograph. Well, let's find a frame that fits this. And it's so frustrating. Well, I like that frame, but it doesn't fit this picture. Oh, I like that frame. Well, it doesn't fit this picture. You got to make the frame fit the picture. And so uh, you got money. You realize, you know, just from what you said, there's just so much money. And so let's make it fit. So that's the best thing you can do. But when the year after the wedding, two years after three years, you know, the first wedding I spent so much money on, uh, my daughter's husband's a sad story, developed cancer and he died. And so, you know, $17,000, it didn't do anything for you. And so other, my kids began to learn like, well, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. And so the second and the third and the fourth, they started to learn. So my son was probably the smartest. And, uh, and so you learn by watching. So don't make it bigger than it's supposed to be. It's a great day, great event, but don't blow it out of proportion. Yes. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, football season, let's go from one extreme to the other, is wrapping up. And I happy that I will finally have my husband's attention back. Vanity comes back. We've been married five years, and I think we need to go to couples therapy. Not because things are bad, I just think they could be better. Introduce this to your spouse without making them like you. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, how do you introduce this to your spouse without making them feel like you think they're doing a bad job? There's no way. It's impossible. The minute you mentioned, we need a third party to fix our marriage. You just dug a hole. And uh, the best way of dealing with it is uh, in the book of Matthew says, you got, if you finish, you got to go one-on-one. You just got to go one-on-one. And so you need to exhaust all the one-on-one opportunities to talk and have a conversation. And, uh, and then you're going to have to give it a little lead way. Uh, some women like to crochet, some like to golf, some like to have card games, some men like to hunt and fish. You're going to have to give it a leeway on both sides. Uh, I'm not God. I'm not controlling you. Uh, I want you to have a great life. I want you to have a full life. You want to do this? Great. But this not this is not your life. I'm your life. <laughs> you know, it's our marriage together, and, and it's God in our marriage together. And so you got to give a little give a little slack, but not the whole ball of wax. So. You're going to have to be open and talk about it. But the minute you bring a third party in, man, I'm telling you, I've I've dealt with so many couples over our 33 years of dealing with marriages. It's just hard to recover from that. They'll, they'll use, it'll come up in a conversation for you. I remember when you called a therapist and I remember you called a counselor and I'm, and they'll use that as a weapon. I don't need a third party. We can fix this ourselves. Maybe you need to go see a pastor. That's the safest thing to do. Go to your local church. Hey, like, go talk to pastor. See what he says. Well, that's the best thing you can do. That's my recommendation. Angel. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think like you do. I mean, I think counseling has helped some people. Yes. Uh, yes. And I do think that there's times that a mediator, a third party, might be really good. Um, but there are people usually on a church staff or pastor. I think that would be a better choice yes. than going to a to a secular counselor yes. or to somebody that believes God yeah. and will have faith with you. Yes. And so and knows you, they know you already. You're in yeah. the church. And so, and it's not as threatening. So it's just a great thing to do. So yeah. 
Uh, I'd recommend see if you got somebody in your church that'll talk to you. Yeah, I've messed up my phone and I can't look up my uh, questions. I'm sorry. I'm, that's why I'm sitting over here twiddling with it. I can't figure out what I did wrong. Okay. Isn't it great to be married? Yes. It is you. wonderful. All right. My nephew is a great kid, but he struggles with addiction. His parents don't seem to notice this in the way I think they should. Is there something I should say, or should I mind my own business and just pray? That uh, would be mind your own business and pray. Yeah. Because the minute you, if they've not seen it themselves. Uh, Sometimes God, people don't want to acknowledge They don't that, want it. So. And uh, you're not God. And we've got, we both come from very big families. Like I said, my dad had 12 brothers and sisters. My father-in-law had 12 brothers and sisters. Uh, he's got a big family. It's like, if they don't ask, you don't tell them anything. And, it's, and the minute you do, you're going to mark yourself and they'll never talk to you again because they think you're a busybody. But if they ask, just be ready. If they ask, keep the answer short and really clean. And, and, uh, well, I'm glad you finally asked. Don't say that's a, well, I think you might want to think about this. You might think about this and offer something simple for them and they'll listen. But if they've not asked, you can't say anything. It just, uh, you'll make a mess. And that's my recommendation. And you'll get in trouble. Yes, you will. And uh, there's families that don't speak ever speak again over stuff like I that. I mean, permanent, never again stuff. Humans are strange people. And God made us. He knows. <laughs> my motto is family. You can't live with them, and you can't live with them. <laughs> We're going to make a bumper sticker out of that. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us. I uh, hope you have a great, great day week uh send us your prayer requests please and your questions we love hearing from you have a great one bless be sure to join us monday wednesday and friday to hear more of what god can do in your life it's got a great future for you and your family we're here to help you get there please make sure you visit joe mcgee ministries on facebook youtube and instagram there you find all of our friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family while you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.